Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Hola Chicana Moms, how are you doing? I hope you always are doing great. Um, I, on the other hand, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. If you follow me on Instagram, you were able to read and um, see about an incident that happened to my family and I. Um, and I guess in this situation, um, it affected me the most. I mean, it did affect my husband, but I think, I don't know if it's a guy thing. He doesn't want to admit it. But for me, it was crazy as F. <laughs> So on Monday, um, I don't remember the date, but if you're listening to this podcast today, it's Sunday, the Monday of that week, um, around five in the morning, I was sleeping and I heard a man screaming and I was kind of like thrown off because I was like, um, my husband sometimes goes to the living room to sleep because it's freaking hot and he needs a fan and I can't sleep with the fan because I get sick. So it's some little modifications that we have to do. And um, I thought it was him having a nightmare. And I was like, what the heck? Is he like speaking to himself? Like, is he talking to himself in his sleep? What's going on? I, you know, I, I, I was awake. I'm like, okay, am I, am I going to hear this noise again? So I hear this man kick the door. Okay. He kicks the door of our home and he's screaming, open the door. Oh, Lord have mercy. I was like so freaking asustada. Like I thought he was going to come in. I was the only one awake that heard him. I ran. I, I told my husband, I'm like, someone's trying to get into the house. And he gets up freaking scared. And he, we go to the, to the front door because that's obviously we wanted to see from the little hole that, I don't know what that's called, pero el hoyito en la puerta. And he was, it was a man just talking to himself. You could tell that he has like a mental illness. And I just told my husband, go call the police. So he went to call the police. Thank God we have cameras. And my husband's standing in front of the cameras and calling the cops and letting them know, you know, there's a man kicking our door and going around trying to figure out a way to get in. Because he went to the side of our house trying to, I guess, jump in. I mean, just even telling you this story again is just like fucking scary. Thank God we have a big dog and he's very intimidating. And um, that if it wasn't for the dog too, si hubiera brincado and, and oh my God, I don't know. I didn't want to put my mind into like que hubiera pasado because I'm not going to put myself there. But it was a very scary um, moment. I don't, I mean, it, okay, even before I tell you this, we ended up finding out that he lives like a couple of houses down from our neighborhood. Uh, para acabarla de you know what, right? Um, and they did not arrest him because there's no criminal record. And also because there is a law that protects people with mental illness. And it's just, and I get it, you know, there is um, this perception that all people with mental illness are bad people and they're always wanting to do something. And that's not true. It's not. Um, it's just like, we don't know, right? We can't just generalize 
all individuals with a mental illness um, being dangerous. But apparently he forgot to take his medication and it kind of threw him off. So the way I'm perceiving it now is like it's so crazy how like, and I've always said this before, like we're all connected, you guys. Like if there's one person in this in this world that suffers, like many other people are going to suffer. If a lot of um, people with a mental illness, some of them are made. And what I when I say that is because um, they started using using really hardcore drugs and that led to a mental illness. But there's also some that, you know, um, they're, they're genetic. They're just happens obviously because there's trauma. I mean, there's so many things I can get into that, but, um, either way, I just thought like, Oh my God, like this man that lives in my community, like several houses down, um, if he decided to do, to do drugs somewhere down the line when he was young, and now it's led to him to be where he's at and there's a mental illness because he was talking to himself. He told my neighbor, hey, I just want you to trust me and saying like these random things. And I just thought like, wow, like it's affected my family. It affected me um, because I'm very jumpy. Like I'm so paranoid. There's times where I'm like, okay, es mordido. Pero like it really like I'm just jumpy. Soy traumada. And I'm doing a lot of self-care. Um... I do a lot of grounding, and if you don't know what grounding is, grounding is a technique that you do with your eyes open, of course, and you start looking at different objects around you. I start kind of like, what do I smell, like my senses, like um, I start like, okay, I'm going to touch my fluffy pillow, like I bring myself like to this present moment, so it's usually, that's what grounding is. Um, and it helps. I just have to be consistent because I knew for a fact that, okay, that had scared the hell out of me because I said, con la boca, like I was just like so scared for those of you single moms living by yourselves, like have a bat next to your bed. One and two, one of the things I told my husband that I wanted that same day, I wanted him to, um, install the doorbell like the camera, I believe it's called the ring and they sell it at Costco or you can buy it anywhere else, but it's really easy to install. You put it up in the front of your door and you have to charge it by the way, every three, four five months, depending. And, um, you get an alert of whoever's in front of your door. And if it's somebody that obviously you don't want near your house or on your door, you say like pretty much, hello, how can I help you? And they can hear you and they can talk back instead of you opening the door. Oh, so, so at Costco, it's, I believe it's $189. Um, but I'm pretty sure Amazon sells probably cheaper. Mm, do your research. But other than that, and even if you're not a, a single mom or a single dad, even if it's a family, like I honestly highly recommend that um, because I think you're going to feel more safe because one, it does save the recordings and you're able to speak to whoever is in front of you don't want to open the door and you get alerts. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and I know it's really hot. El Calorón is like, whew, it's crazy right now. But I also highly, highly recommend and reminding you lock your doors and lock your windows I know that it's like super hot 
maybe cool down your home in the day, like close all the blinds, turn on the fans, let it cool so that the sun doesn't come in. Um, but honestly, this is where a lot of crimes start happening because of people leaving their windows open. Um, and sometimes the door, you know, they have a spring door and I don't know, I'm just so traumatized and I hope this never happens to any of you, but be safe, lock your doors and your windows and, uh, really invest in like, um, security cameras. If you could afford it, if you can, there's a lot of affordable ones, affordable ones out there. Um, just do your homework, just do your homework. Um, I don't know. Oh my God, sometimes I think like, ¿Qué tal se hubiera metido? Like, oh my goodness, like what was his purpose? Of all the houses, why did he choose ours? We don't even know him. Like all of these things just start crossing my mind and I'm just like, okay, hold on. Nothing worse happened. I'm safe. And apparently he's going to be moving out because made for sure, like my husband and I literally went around asking people, like our neighbors, and they have all stated, yeah, they're kind of like weird, the people that live there and Apparently they're moving out because the police did tell him if we see you wandering around again and we are going to arrest you. So that's probably something that really like probably scared him. But yes, God bless him. I hope he never does that ever again. Um, but it was just a very, very scary moment for myself and I'm sure for my husband. But I don't know if there's something about this guy. <laughs> don't want to admit so much that they got scared, but I've been jumpy. Like I admit it. I have been jumpy and it's just. I'm, tr- I'm doing my best to just bring myself into reality and present moment and grounding and self-care, self-love and so forth. But that's my update. But I am doing better. Thank God. And my kids were asleep. So that's also like a plus because they did not hear anything. My kids would have probably been traumatized because I was so scared. Yeah. But anyways, lock your doors and your windows. I'm going to repeat that so many times. <laughs> so many times um so I want to pretty much tell you what the podcast is going to be about a lot of us um well when I say a lot of us sometimes chicanas chicanos we are pochos um so in pocha so a lot of times when we speak we feel more um, comfortable in speaking English because our Spanish is tan mucho like there's times where I'm just like wait what how do you say that in Spanish and se me traba la lengua. So then I gravitate to, I'm just going to speak English. And then I've noticed that whenever my grandfather or like my parents, um, I visit them, I speak Spanish. And then when I'm at home, I'm just speaking English or when I'm at work. And I never really realized that until I met these beautiful ladies. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is so true. Um, and there's nothing wrong with speaking Spanish. Um, to our kids that maybe they're ropochos, you know, not able to understand the language of, um, of Spanish completely. But I have come across many parents who speak just Spanish and their kids don't speak Spanish, just English. And I find it very interesting how they're still able to communicate, but parents do say, I have a difficult time. Isn't that pretty interesting how like, the kids speak just English and then their parents just speak Spanish, but it seems that they gravitated more to the English and to the Spanish, even though they live at home. It's so interesting. 
unless parents try to speak in English to them and then that's where obviously um, it becomes a barrier but anyways I do want to highlight the fact that it's okay speak Spanish own it embrace it you know and um, let's keep that that living you know I've come across so many videos on Facebook and it's you can't even speak Spanish because they think oh you're Mexican you're an immigrant um, not just not all Mexicans are the only ones that speak Spanish I mean there's so many Latin American you know um, countries that speak Spanish so but either way I mean it's not an insult at some extent right it's not some people might perceive it that way but um, Overall, I think that if you're able to speak Spanish to someone that speaks Spanish, embrace it, especially if you know that you need to practice it more. So I want to be able to start now to share with you this interview with these beautiful ladies, very humble, very like professional and caring and wanting to make a difference in this community. And you'll hear a little bit about their story, about the mission and so let's just start. Well, welcome at Chicana Mom. So here we have Wendy and Jackie with us with the Spanish Sin Pena. So Wendy, if you can start off by telling us, you know, how it started, you know, the history and the mission statement of it. Um, so and also obviously introduce yourself. <laughs> well, yes, I think uh, my name is Wendy and I started Spanish Sin Pena. Basically, I think, you know, for me, I grew up speaking Spanish at home. My mom really made it a point that we spoke Spanish, but when I got to high school, I had lost it. I had completely lost speaking Spanish and I took Spanish in high school because I thought it would be easy. And I realized when I got into the classroom that I couldn't even have a conversation in Spanish or, you know, really communicate anything that I wanted. And so it really felt, you know, I would look at some of our political leaders in TV and I'd see that they were struggling too. And I said, like, I don't want to be that way. I want to make it because at that point I thought I wanted to go into politics and stuff like that. And I was just like, I don't want to be that way. So I made it a point that I was going to learn better Spanish and so when I went to college I went to go study abroad in Me Mexico City first mm -hmm. and I remember being in a classroom it was like the first time I'm in a classroom with all Mexican students right and I felt I was getting stuck and I couldn't even speak and I was just so nervous and I was so embarrassed and I felt like I wasn't smart enough um, and I had a, a, a teacher that was just really picking on me and pushing me where there was another girl from my program, but she was like blonde and blue eye and, you know, there wasn't the same type of pushing on her. And I got really upset, but then I realized it's because this, this teacher, she's actually doing me a favor because yes, I, this is like my, my, my culture, my language, I should try. And then I realized that even though I made a lot of mistakes, even at during, you know, like my classwork, I still had good substance, you know, and I still like got the good grades because it wasn't all the mis about all the mistakes that I made. It was about really what I had to share. And so then fast forward, like I do actually go into politics and I do move to D.C. 
and I'm working for a politician and but it was a very low paying job and so I started teaching Spanish to professionals in that in the area and a lot of people were investing I was working for you know like in in learning but it was none of them were Latinos and then I went to after I left that job I went to do international politics in Latin America and even then I realized that the people that were working in Latin America that were fluent in Spanish were also not a lot of them were not Latinos mm. and so for me I was just like what's going on I really I really saw the value of me speaking Spanish it opened so many professional opportunities and doors um, to really like I mean even to this day I still get jobs from my old work because I am fluent in both and I now have another business where I'm working in Mexico and I travel a lot back and forth and it's just there's so many opportunities that I've had because I made it a point that I was going to improve my Spanish and so I realized that we don't talk about this in our community we shame each other you know we all have a different history with it and I wanted to just like start a conversation like and also understand why we're lose why you know we lose it because all the studies show that second third generation you lose the language but also you know like it's a fact that if you're bilingual you have so many more opportunities mm -hmm. and so why aren't why isn't my community why isn't our community taking advantage that we have that and that we have that connection and that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this issue and you know just getting people to share their story and then people that really do want to learn you know like helping them get there because mm -hmm. another thing that I realized when I was teaching other people is that you know people with no background can learn it and as adults and you know like and so it's something that is so doable and possible so that's why I started Good. it. Good, that's right. And it's embracing the language, right? Yes. Bringing it back. Because like, a lot of I can say for myself, I'm like, bocha. Uh -huh. I, I rather read in, in Spanish, but there are certain words in, in Spanish that I'm like, uh, wait, no, let me just say it in English. And I rather go English than try Spanish. Yeah. So it's, it's you're making me think. <laughs> so it's so important. Yeah, because a lot of our youth, too, mm -hmm. they're like, they don't want to speak Spanish. Yeah. They, a lot of them just end up speaking English and at home, maybe their parents, which is very interesting. Sometimes I've had parents that speak Spanish and their kids just speak English. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how do they do it? Yeah. And it's so challenging sometimes, but I'm glad you're able to, to create this, right? Yeah. Um, and so what have been the challenges of this program for you? So for me, I think the challenge is also what I learned is that people have an emotional block when it comes to speaking Spanish and because they're attached to, you know, like, so for someone that doesn't have any connection or is not Latino, learning is just learning the language and they're not embarrassed and they're not ashamed because they know they're just learning. But for Latinos, sometimes they don't even want to talk about this because a lot of things come up for them emotionally and it's such, so it's been a challenge to to get people to really know that it's that they can learn it that mm -hmm. it's you know like it's like anything else you know and and I'm talking to people who you know you've gone to college you've gotten an education you've learned all these other things for your profession for your trade yet you don't 
even want to try to improve your Spanish because it brings up all these emotions. And I think that's one of the things that I've seen a challenge in that, you know, so some people are just not willing to even consider it. What are some examples that people have shared with you that um, due to the upbringings and things like that? Mm -hmm. Like, give us an example of that. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of people even in tears when I'm, when we're talking about this, that it brings stuff like, you know, things about their family and just like not feeling feeling inadequate not feeling like smart enough or even for people like it's even the history runs even deeper where especially in some of the parts of Texas and the some of the southwest where you know their family was punished for speaking Spanish and they so they never taught their children and so there's just, again, and that's why it's Spanish sin pena, because I think the main thing that comes up is shame. Yeah. Shame that you don't speak it, shame that you lost it, or that it was something from your parents and you can't communicate with your grandparents or your great-grandparents, or you're not Latino enough, or, you know, like yeah. all, all, these, all these different things come up. And so I've talked to people where I'm like, oh, do you, you know, like they're, they just say, well, they're just really scared and they don't, they don't think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I'm sure a lot of people carry guilt too, mm -hmm. to where like, I feel so bad. Like I should have taught my kid mm -hmm. Spanish and they're already old enough. And there are a lot of benefits from it. People get extra money monthly yeah. just being bilingual, which is really awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. So I know, um, Jackie, if you can just introduce yourself, um, and then let us know what are what is your role and you know what you do and the positive things of the program. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having us, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'm Jackie. I'm the creative director for Spanish Sin Pena, and I've been on the team. It's my five month anniversary. Actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm really excited about that, and I myself am working on reclaiming my language, and so Wendy's supporting me, and I've been able to do the trips and doing the program, and so. I'm a benefit of a lot of these positive things that come out of the program. Um, I think for me, like the name says it all, like Spanish sin pena, because you don't realize how much pena there is around it until someone asks you, like, what's your relationship with Spanish or what's your story? Like, a lot of times when we do the workshops, that's one of our first exercises. Okay. And people are like, I've never been asked these questions, and like, what comes up for you when you are asked, or like, when you're given prompts to visualize, like what your future will look like when you get on the level you want to be at. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice to be able to give people a different perspective or a different way to look at it. I find that that ends up opening other conversations. And um, give us an example of maybe of someone that has shared like how it's helped them. Something, you know, they've experienced that they thought like I never realized it or... Yeah, um, I know recently at one of our workshops, one of our friends shared that she grew up just being called a weekend Spanisher. Oh, and what is it? A week, weekend Spanisher mm -hmm. speaker. Oh. And so that was just kind of like that weekend when you're with your family and you're oh, kind of- Oh, weekend Spanish. Oh, okay, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she said she never really thought about the impact that gave her, which is kind mm -hmm. of her nickname. But now like, one of the questions we ask is, what's your why? Like, why do you want to speak this? So hers is to be able to connect with her family and to pass it on to her children. Yeah. And she's like, now I'm realizing like, I'm not okay with that name. Like, I want to be more than that to be able to really 
pass this on to my kids and like hold that relationship with my yeah. elders yeah that's so true okay. yeah no i think like at the powerful thing at our workshops and even or at the events that we're holding is just like being in community mm-hmm. you know i think people when you share your story then you realize that you're not alone that everyone has had a struggle or continues to have a struggle and that's that's really beautiful and for me like personally when i work with people individually is like when they tell me like i went in there and i did a presentation you know all in spanish and i connected and for i always tell this powerful story of, of a really good friend of mine who's a teacher and she wanted to just communicate better with her with the parents mm-hmm. that all speak spanish and so she came in and you know she was practicing in her whole school she told everyone the principal everyone to to practice just to speak to her in spanish because she wanted you know again they had said like your spanish very pocho and they had yeah. always told her that and so she got the confidence and she did her back to school night with the parents in spanish and she told the parents like i'm actually learning spanish you guys should continue to speak Spanish to your kids because it's an advantage that they're going to have. And she said that the parents were looking at her like in disbelief and in shock because because this is the first time that a teacher, that someone that they looked up to was saying that their language was valuable. Yeah. And, you know, like I think as immigrants you come here and you're like learn to speak english or you know that's not the intimidating exactly exactly so to empower for me is like to empower someone to to have that message you know shared with all these parents that then are going to raise their children like being proud of speaking the language that's kind of like why what the message that we want to spread and the benefits of being in a group and recognizing like let's share our stories okay. and let's be proud yeah yeah because there's you know the spanish language I'm, as i hear you speak i think like you know many of us go to work it's all english maybe some mm-hmm. spanish you have co-workers that are willing to like just speak spanish but if they don't it's all english you might talk english i mean spanish at home if you have like your um you know are like the grandparents living there mm-hmm. or if not then if you you're talking in English with your kids only when you go visit maybe your parents you know the grandparents then you start yeah. speaking English it's okay I can see kind of like that dynamic yeah yeah and that's precisely I mean you know I, I've looked at the reasons why people lose the language and one of them is because you know there was practices of discrimination of like people not wanting but the other big part is there's no there's no opportunities to practice there's no opportunities to practice there's no like we live in an english dominated <laughs> culture yeah. so it's natural that unless you really go out of your way and make an effort to not only learn it but then maintain it and grow it 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 takes a lot of effort Mm-hmm. And so it's not it's not something that's easy, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I guess I could add that um, I met someone that I they I knew they speak they spoke Spanish, but um, they refused. I would talk to them in Spanish, and they would respond in English. And I'm like, why do you always do that? Um, I don't. I, the message that I got from that person because it was years ago was pretty much like if I speak Spanish, they're gonna like it's it's they're gonna see me as weak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got a message mm-hmm. from that. And I'm just like, no, like it's okay. Like, 
if you're from Mexico, you don't have to pretend to be someone. It's okay to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think they really, that person cared for it because they continued to do that. But mm-hmm. I knew they spoke Spanish, but they responded in English. I don't know what really his thoughts were, mm-hmm. but that was mm-hmm. very interesting. I've never come across a person mm-hmm. like that. But that's really common. Like that's another one of the things we hear a lot is just folks assimilating. Mm-hmm. You know, you come here and your parents assimilate, and that's like one of the main contributions of like folks losing that. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And we just read a quote, and just your ancestors were ashamed for speaking Spanish, and now we're ashamed for not speaking Spanish. Yeah. You yeah. just. Yeah, but that's you're learning in this program like the power of sharing your story. And a lot of times you don't want to speak it because of the fear of all the judgments. Mm-hmm. But learning through this, like, if you tell someone, like, this is my relationship with Spanish, you know, my parents came here, or whatever your story is, mm-hmm. and then you find that, like, you're not, you don't have that fear of that judgment anymore because now you've said it. Yeah. And you're like, this is where I'm at. I'm trying. I'm working on this. Like, I want to, like, reclaim this. Yeah. And you feel empowered by sharing that. Yeah. And you'll notice, like, the response in people, they're just like, they respect it and they usually are more encouraging. Or sometimes you just need to say it, yeah. say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> just just so, kind of let it, yeah. let it out, right? <laughs> so oh. we really try to create that, like, safe space for folks to come in. And, and then when they say it, you hear someone else be like, that's what happened to us, and that's me. Or then it's like, you see all the, like, the connection. I'm just yeah. like, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome because sometimes, you know, we all are living life, but we, have, we all have a lot in common. Unless, like you say, when you're creating a community, then you feel comfortable, you feel understood, and it's like, what you just said, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's pretty yeah. cool. So, um, how can people participate in your program? Where, what cities are you guys in? Just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you can share that. Yeah, um, like I said, one of the big things that we're doing is having an emphasis on creating spaces to practice for people to come and so we started by doing um, what we call like a monthly meetup here in the LA area, Orange County, um, LA. You know, we're we're open to traveling, but we had our first one last month where we were trying different Latin American restaurants. Oh, okay. so I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So our first one was actually Colombian food, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was amazing. It was just like so the the rules are you go like it's you know it's seven bucks which you we serve your seats and then we order appetizers for that, but the rule is you're just gonna we're just gonna speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and so um, you know like a space to practice and so even you so you do have to be able to speak even just a little bit to come but you can still come if you just want to hear but just know that it's going to be all in Spanish (laughs) and and I you know I tell people to do things like that also for themselves at home with their children with their husband and so we're doing that here but um we've done a lot of free workshops as well where we give out strategies on how to reclaim Mm -hmm. your language and we give kind of tips and stuff like that and we've done them also in the LA area we did them in DC when I've gone back there and you know we also took a trip we did a a trip to Mexico for Dia de los Muertos Mm -hmm. and with a few people there again you know just mainly practicing and practicing our Spanish so those are some of the things that are available I think we're going to be doing more online stuff because 
we've also been getting we've been hearing back from a lot of people around the country mm -hmm. from places like Denver and Detroit and Oregon that they want this in their communities and so yeah. they're always asking us like how do you do it how could we bring it here and so you know we're supporting all those efforts and we're also gonna do more online okay. online online things like so, virtual yeah like, like virtual conference. like you could come and, and again maybe share some of the tips that we share in our free workshop so that more people have access to it in all the cities because I think LA is beautiful and it's special because our culture is vibrant here mm -hmm. but me and Jackie also we lived out in the East Coast and there's a lack of that and there's areas around the country where you feel very isolated and very alone yeah. and there's no spaces where you really can be proud and promote your culture and your language and so for me it's also one of the reasons why I you know like it's important that everyone has access yeah. to this and not just the folks that were here in LA but it's just you know we also like to do in person and and actually Engage. have that that connection so we do a little we mix it up with a little bit of everything and it's all ages or yes it is all ages and you know we're starting mainly with adults but we recognize and we realize when we ask people your why like why do you want to learn Spanish mm -hmm. and a lot of it it's you know for their family for themselves for their connection or for their professional development mm -hmm. in order to do that but a big thing is also to pass down to their children yeah and so we are looking and we are probably going to think of ways where we can incorporate more more kids yeah and more of the little ones that but i think it starts with the parents mm -hmm. right there's only so much you can do and they don't practice it <laughs> exactly exactly so um but yeah so right now it's all ages um we, we're not focused on on kids yet but um mainly adults but okay. we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, slowly, surely, slowly, surely, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Jackie, did you want to add anything to it uh, in regards to participation? Like the... Um... Um, oh, I could share a little bit about... Um, so the upcoming meetup mm -hmm. is going to be Popusas at Los Mocajetes. And oh, that's... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be my first time. I love pupusas. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> but apparently the restaurant's been there for like over 20 years. Oh, nice. So all the comments are like people, like Salvadorians saying it's really authentic. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but that's going to be um, Saturday, July 27th from 12 to 2. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and we'll have one every month, the last Saturday Once of every month. month. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So even for people who might listen to this after the date, yeah. just I would say, you know, follow us at Spanish Sin Pena. Um, Instagram, Facebook, you know, online, but that's one of the ways that, you know, we want to connect with folks and we want to continue to learn from one another and continue to learn. I mean, I think that here in LA, the culture, the predominant culture is Mexican, mm -hmm. but it's so, you know, like Spanish is from all of Latin America and there's a big difference in and some of the words and some of the foods that, yes. that you eat in different places. And so we want to celebrate all of it. Mm -hmm. And we want to expose people to all the different, you yeah. know, kinds. And so even just like the last one we did in Colombia, for Colombia, it was very interesting because we did have three Colombians oh, yeah. show up. <laughs> my, yeah. my husband being one of them. But, um, you know, like we were just talking about like the different words and the different foods and 
and how you know like but it's beautiful to share to share that part of our culture you know sharing food and sharing stories yeah. and, and and yeah so that's kind of one of the things and then I think the other thing is like people that are really committed you know and really want to do really want to improve and really want the space like I also do um you know like have sessions with people individually that they can sign up for as well where I'll do like 30 minutes just strategizing with them on like how you can incorporate Spanish into your everyday life because mm. one of the things that I feel that's important for me is that for people to know that it doesn't have to be stressful and it doesn't have to be painful and it you know like that it could actually be fun mm -hmm. and so one of the strategies that I use with folks is like okay what do you already love to do in your daily life you know what is fun and then we we look at that and I'm like okay well you can incorporate learning Spanish into the things that you're already doing that are fun yeah. for you and that's one of the things that I, I love doing and so that's another way if people want more like you know I'm serious I'm I really want to create a strategy around this and not just you know try to do it on my own but I need support mm -hmm. we also offer that and I know that you can just book like a 30 minute um, free session with me mm -hmm. you can text you just text 444-999 and you text the word C S I mm -hmm. and okay. it's really cool they'll just send you a link and from there it takes you to a calendar and you can pick whatever day and time works oh, for you. Oh, that's so cool. That's nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's so great. you could just text C with me like, yes, I want, yes, I want to I'm eat. Ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and sign up. And then again, like for me, it's all about like, how can we support you? How we can see your vision and how you can incorporate it in your life and make it fun and not stressful. And so we're changing that shame into like joy is really the way that I, I see it. And, and my vision is like something that's joyful and fun and we can laugh and we can you know like yeah. yeah yeah that's good that's good so those are the upcoming events you said the first or last saturday the last the, the last saturday of, of every, every month, month. Mm -hmm. okay and then um they can just go online send you a uh, message just to see hey when are you guys um gonna have the next yeah yeah we we are we put it up in our in our instagram on okay. link tree we have a link tree always that you can just go there and you can there you can also sign up for you know the the free session or the next um okay, the next meetup or we yeah we'll put everything that we have on there that's good that's good so um i guess um, I know you did mention your husband's from Colombia, mm -hmm. and then where are you? So my so my family is from El Salvador, but I was raised mm -hmm. very Mexican. Okay, because oh, that's I was interesting. I was raised in East <laughs> LA, and I knew a lot more about Mexico. And then when I went to go stu I went to go study there, and I got mm -hmm. to travel throughout the whole oh, country. Okay. And I still to the, so even so it's interesting because even my Spanish is Mexican. <laughs> I've gone back to El Salvador and I got the opportunity to go to El Salvador for work when I was working in Latin America and um, and yeah like when I speak Spanish my Spanish is more it's very Mexicanized because of where I grew up is even though Chilanga? I'm already there <laughs> yeah Chilanga yes yes <laughs> Chilanga Fresa or Chilanga yeah <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> no but but um, I think, you know, well, because my stepdad who raised me is also Mexican mm -hmm. from, and I grew up going back and forth to Tijuana, just being here. And so that's, that's part of, but yeah, my husband is Colombian and I love going to Colombia. And 
one of the other things that we're doing is what what I call like these immersion trips where you we're going to explore like the different culture to again practice the language and I'm thinking Colombia you know we did Mexico Dia de los Muertos and it was fun and we're gonna do it again this year but I don't know now I'm feeling like Colombia they have a Festival del Vallenato which is music mm -hmm. or they also have Festival de las Flores in Medellin and so I'm thinking of maybe also like organizing small groups for us to actually go out there and practice our Spanish and immerse ourselves in the in the culture. Nice, nice, that's good. And Jackie? I just got really excited because I didn't know we're thinking Colombia. <laughs> I'm like, we are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I wrote it down. Wendy said it. You recorded it. We're going to Colombia. <laughs> Get my <laughs> Yeah. And then how about for you, Jackie? What about like, it's... Um, your family from or where were um, you born? Yeah, my mom's from Mexicali and my dad's from Tijuana. Okay. Um, Super hot Mexicali. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely hot. You got to go? Yeah. Yeah, I got to go. When I was a teenager, I was there for months with my uncle and I was like, oh my God, my makeup was like dripping. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but they, my mom mostly grew up because my grandma and grandpa from Zacatecas and Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. So she, they grew up out there, but she came here pretty young. Okay. Um, and like I was talking about assimilating earlier, her and my dad came here. Yeah. And so I kind of just lost the connection in that way. Yeah. We grew up speaking in Spanish. And similar to you, we speak it when we go visit like my yeah. nana and tata, but otherwise in our own house, we wouldn't. Yeah. And it's interesting how now that we're talking about it, uh, well, for me, and I'm pretty sure some of the moms that are listening to it too, or dads, yeah, make sure, mm -hmm. um, are probably like, oh my God, that's so true. Like we do speak Spanish in certain places and English in other places so that's interesting that's interesting so I guess you know to end the podcast like how is it um what is it that you could say like what positive message can you say to the community in regards to speaking Spanish I think that you know it doesn't matter what level you're at it doesn't matter what you know like your history is or you know like just embrace it whatever it is like embrace your own story embrace where you're at and you know like let go of the shame and one of the ways you let go of the shame is by sharing it you know like share what share your story with other people and um and you know and just kind of like embrace where you're at and if you want to if you if you're not happy of where you're at then do something about it, you know, like, that's, that's all, that's my philosophy for everything, you know, like, if it's something that you really feel like, okay, it shouldn't be this way, I want to change this, I want to break the fact that, you know, we didn't speak Spanish, and I want to teach it to my children, then, you know, like, know that it's possible, know that it's something that's totally doable, it just really does take a commitment, and you know like and again you know just just sticking to it right and but that it can also be fun <laughs> you know like that it can also be something that brings you joy and it's not just work and so I think that that's to me that's the main message that I want people to to take away and then just you know like the beauty of our culture for me it's about sharing our culture with everyone and with everything and celebrating it and embracing it and language is a big part of that mm -hmm. and so that's why it, you know like it's important to me and 
and yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the messages that I would yeah appreciate. Um, I know one of the things we've been saying a lot to each other is like to get comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and recognizing that those uncomfortable situations, like to go towards them because that means growth. And so although you might feel uncomfortable or like never really thought of this being a realistic goal, something that you can achieve, just go towards that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. and push through that growth. And mm-hmm. um, it's really important to know your why because that's what keeps you going after it long term. Yeah. So getting clear on what your vision is, having like that positive mental like image of where you're going to be, who you're surrounded with, and mm-hmm. what you're doing, and just get comfortable being mm-hmm. uncomfortable, that's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and who cares if, mm-hmm. if whoever's listening, and if they, you kind of feel uncomfortable, like they're looking at me kind of working, I'm talking Spanish, like don't let that stop you, just continue to embrace who you are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies, for, for accepting this invitation <laughs> of being here, because I think a lot of our community needs to understand the importance of like, you know, if you know Spanish, just speak it, teach it. It's something that, especially with our kids, right? We just, consistency is a key for everything if we want to see results Mm -hmm. for pretty much anything, obviously, you know? So thank you Chicana moms for um, tuning in. Just remember you're worthy and you are loved and stay tuned for more to come on this podcast. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, on Anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios. <laughs>